Hello, and welcome to At Home with Ashley G. I'm Ashley Grunwald, a real estate agent, mother of two, living in Raleigh, North Carolina with my husband, Jed. I hope you will join me as we discuss all things that begin in the home, such as family, marriage, faith, parenting, organizing, and plus a sprinkle of real estate. I look forward to building a community with you as we navigate the joys of owning a home and making it our safe haven for our family because home is where it all begins. So this topic is getting it all done and finding rest. And I love this topic because I am a super type A person and I love to get things done, but I also like feeling rested and enjoying the freedom that my career has given me and just enjoying time with my family and doing things that I love, my hobbies. So this is a topic that was so easy to think about and then just so easy to share with you. And I hope that it's encouraging any of you that may be struggling with trying to get it all done and how do you get it all done? And again, all is a relative term. So what is important to you to get done? And so for me, I feel like at the end of each day, I got done what I wanted to get done, the most important things, and then I feel rested. And I know that's not the case for all of you. And so that's where I want to hopefully come today and encourage you. So this topic actually came to my attention Um, when my friend Amy Hoy let me borrow a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. Um, He's a pastor and author, and it was a really fun read for me and had lots of great ideas and tips and suggestions. So um, if you want to pick that book up, that's a great one to read or listen to. And a lot of these ideas and concepts were in there, which was fun just to hear his perspective on them compared to how I kind of adapt my life to the crazy of um, getting everything done. So that might be a book to consider. Again, like I said, I, I want to get everything done, but I also don't don't want to look back on my life and think, gosh, I really missed it. I don't want to miss a day of looking deep into my kids' eyes and allowing them to feel known and seen by me. So this is where this topic kind of comes from a passion of getting everything done, but also feeling rested and really I'm able to give my kids and my family my focus. And I'm not perfect at this. Gosh, it's just a really high priority and very important to me that one day my kids would would say that I did accomplish a lot, but even more than that, they felt like I was present with them. And I think that's one thing in our culture we are struggling with. So the first thing I would suggest considering is time blocking. And you may have heard that concept before. I think this is good personally and professionally for lots of reasons. This is where you want to make sure the most important things are blocked where nothing can get in its way. You have to decide what those are. And those might be different from person to person or family to family. So for me personally, those include things like exercise and in the morning, I like that. And then time in the Bible in the evening. And then I generally block the first and last hour of the day for these things. They're they're like anchors for me, my time exercising to get the day started and then time unwinding, um, reading the Bible and devotion. So those are anchors for me that I generally 99% of the time won't allow anything to get in the way of those two things. So I plan my life and day around those. 
time block them. Um, and then as a family, we've blocked the five to seven o'clock window 90% of the time for just us. And that's dinner together. That's bath time. That's play time and then bedtime. And so that two hour window, um, Jed and I really try to be focused in on Ellie and Parker and just do family time. And most of my clients know that and know that I'll be available after seven when they go to bed, as well as um, our family and friends that, that that's a really special time. And sometimes we include our family and friends into that. But the vast majority of time that is blocked um, for our family. And so we've all gotten into the routine of that's when dinner is. And my kids are very just attuned to that rhythm that we've created for our family. Um, and then you may have seen time blocking exercises or worksheets that you can do. I've definitely done them before and they're really helpful. Print out a week's time block, you know, for every hour of the day and fill it in with the things that maybe you have scheduled. And then you'll see all these blocks of time that are wide open and you think, what am I doing with all of that time? And so starting to fill those with what is important to you, I would really, really encourage you to do that. Um, okay. So time blocking is the first one. Second one, prioritize what's most important to you and your family. Again, this is going to be individual to you and your family. So a question I would ask you is, do you have a, a vision statement for your marriage? Do you have a family vision statement? What do you want to guard and protect as the most important things for your physical, spiritual, mental well-being as an individual and as a family? Again, these may be different from family to family. So you've got to really decide what those are so that you can protect them and prioritize them. If you don't know, then it's going to be a little bit more sporadic and the very thing that you may have wanted to really implement into your family goes to the wayside because it wasn't prioritized. Again, this differs. So Try not to compare to other people. They may have priorities that are different than yours. And then check on this and reevaluate at the end of the year or maybe halfway through the year. Did you spend the time where you wanted to? If not, adjust, but don't wait 10 years and look back and think, man, I really spent too much time doing this or that and have serious regrets. Instead, figure it out and reevaluate because those will change as your kids grow, as you age, um, career changes, all those things will affect it. So reevaluate as you go. And then when deciding on a new commitment, consider whether it fits into the list of priorities or if it will take you away from them. Think about that. So if someone asks you to participate in a book club or softball league, whatever it is, does that fit into these this priority priority list that you've created for yourself? individually and for your family. And if the answer is yes, then go for it. But if it's going to take you away from what's important, then you might want to reconsider if it's the best option. So that would be my second suggestion for trying to get all getting everything done. And again, remember getting everything done is for me, what's most important. And that's going to differ from for each of us. And then my third recommendation or strategy that I use is be able to say no, know when you need to say no. And for some of us, different personalities, that that's going to be more challenging. So you've got, got to be aware of the need to say no. Because when you say yes to something, you essentially are saying no to something else. And that's okay as long as what you're saying yes to fits into the list of priorities that really fill you and is good for your family as a whole. So again, consider that. And then you want to ask the question, will this leave me feeling refreshed or will this leave me feeling exhausted? Because really when you are exhausted, you're not really able to give everything you want to give to your friends, your family, your marriage, 
your church, wherever that is. So consider how is this going to feed you or is it just going to deplete you? So will it take away from your mental, spiritual and physical health or will it add to it? Saying yes at the jeopardy of your family or your marriage or your personal well-being, well-being isn't serving anyone. It actually is going to harm those things. So consider it before you quickly say yes to something, put it through a grid of questions. Will this re- refuel me? Does this feed my mental, spiritual and physical well-being? Is this a good season? season. Maybe this isn't even a good season. So consider all those things and be cautious to say yes right away. Take some time to to consider it for yourself and for your family. And then the next one, and I know I've talked about this a little bit already, but bedtime anchors, we use these in our home. And this is the time my kids go to bed and when I go to bed, and it's pretty much the same every single night. And it gives us all enough sleep to feel well rested and ready to face the new day. Um, It is very, very rare that I stay up super late to where the next day to me is almost like a wash because I feel so groggy. That is, I hate that feeling so much that I'm passionate about not, not feeling that way. Um, I was probably the only kid in college that went to bed at a reasonable hour and got minimum of eight hours every single night of college because I hated the way I felt the next day if I didn't. So again, this is really important to me and for my kids because I want them to be well adapted. And the more and more I take away from their sleep, the worse they can respond to what faces them in the day ahead of them. So also them going to bed at a set time, they have, you know, begun to really feel when bedtime is and know that that's coming and their bodies have adapted to that. Um, And then it also allows me to plan time after my kids go to bed. So I know I'll have a two to three hour window from when they go to sleep to where I can accomplish maybe some things that I didn't get done during the day that I really need to or want to. It's also undistracted time to refuel doing personal hobbies or spending time with friends or building relationships. So again, that time blocked window, I know that I have to be able to, again, get things done or spend time doing some things that help me feel whole as a person. So keep that in mind too. And then I would say, keep it as consistent as possible. So you're getting those time windows each day. Um, that, that helps you feel ahead every single day instead of behind is if you have these windows of time that you've blocked to be able to accomplish what you need to get done. All right, moving on to the next, next tip I would suggest. Um, and this is having non-negotiables. You have to have these. Otherwise, the negotiable things will take priority, which will lead to guilt, shame, and regret. So did you hear that? If you don't have non-negotiables, the negotiable things will take priority. And that's only going to lead you to feeling guilty, shameful, and regretting things. For me, that's family time, non-negotiable. That is not good not going to be jeopardized. Exercise, again, that for me helps me feel normal, helps me feel um, ready to tackle the day. Um, And then time with God, reading, working on my business, those are non-negotiable. So when doing that time blocking exercise, if you decide to do that, that's what you would fill in first, those things. And then everything else is for everything else. And maybe that's for some spontaneity um, to be able to have some adventure that isn't planned. You have lots of those windows, but you've got to make sure the non-negotiables go in first. And I would say, do not apologize for these. If someone wants to meet you during your family time, I would suggest politely decline. If something urgent comes up that would get in the way of what is a non-negotiable, check to see if it can wait and then guard your non-negotiable. Most things can wait. And I run a business and I'm saying that, that most things can wait. I always tell my team that 
Real estate is real estate. It is not emergency surgery and most things can wait. Now, of course, it's important to get to back to people in a timely manner, but a two hour window between five to seven, when I'm with my family, most things can be dealt with outside of that time to protect it. And again, that makes me a better mom, a better wife, a better real estate agent when those non-negotiables are protected. So consider that and then don't be ashamed and don't apologize for them. And then I've already really touched on this topic, but it's more of a visual analogy that you've all probably heard is just the big rock idea. So if you put big rocks in a jar first, you have room to put in little rocks and then to put in some sand and then water. But if you put the sand, water and the little rocks first, the big rocks won't fit. So the idea is put the big rocks in first and those are those non-negotiables. Those are the time blocked priorities for you or your family. So make sure those go in before anything else does to make sure that at the end of the day, the most important things got done. Um, so again, just an analogy describing our life and what is most important to us. So I would encourage you, if you haven't already, figure out what your big rocks are for you and your family, and then make sure that at the end of each day, those are the things that have gone in into the jar. And if not, reevaluate, have a family meeting, sit down, consider what could we adjust to make sure that these big rocks go in first? All right, I hope that some of you are kind of um, relating to some of this or a lot of you might already be doing some of these. So I'd love to hear it. Please share your thoughts and comments. Now this might seem crazy, especially as a business owner, but it it is what has kept me loving what I do and not feeling crazy and distracted. And is that, a, that is, I have my phone on silent 99% of the time. I will say that my husband does not love that because he can never get a hold of me at the time he wants to when he's, you know, at the grocery store and he's like, which one did you want me to get? And I call him back 15 minutes later. But for me, the sound of a ringing, buzzing, chirping phone gives me anxiety, literal anxiety. And it makes me feel very distracted and unfocused. It's constantly pulling at me and I cannot stand that disruption and even just the sound of it. It's very overstimulating for me. So I learned years ago, early in my business, that the best thing I could do was to just have my phone on silent. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not available. It just means I check my phone at appropriate intervals throughout the day without feeling constantly pulled to it when most of the things that are happening are not urgent or super time sensitive. Now, again, I have a team that's supporting me and they are copied onto most emails and they're called not, if not before me, right after me. So there are, I have a lot of support and I realize that. But if you're not a business owner and you're just still having your phone chirp and buzz during your day, when you're home with your kids or trying to get things done, it can be super distracting and actually cause more anxiety. So I would encourage you to try it, maybe try it for half a day, try it for a day or a week and see if it does anything to your mood, your anxiety level, and just your well-being. For me, it's the best thing. Now, if I know specifically that a phone call is coming within a window, I will turn it on so they don't miss it. But most of the time I can just set my alarm for that time. My alarm goes off and then I can turn my, my phone on. But again, I want the least amount of distractions that are pulling me away from being focused. And that, that focus time might be just playing in the sandbox with my daughter. But I think for all of us, just that feeling of somebody being distracted by a phone call or a text can really speak volumes to that person about how important they are to us. And I never want my kids or my husband or my family, friends to feel like they are not the priority when they're standing there in front of me. So consider that. And the other thing too, that's interesting is that an incoming call. So if I left my phone on and I took every call that came through, those calls on average will take about 15 minutes. 
But if I let them leave a message, tell me what they need, want, and I call them back, it generally takes about three minutes. So the idea is get the information you need to be able to call back with the information that they want in a much shorter time period. So that way it gives me a chance to get the answer, reply back in less time without being pulled away from the thing that I was doing. And again, don't feel guilty if the thing you were doing was swimming with your kids in the pool. That is really, really important. So for me, turning my phone on silent is the best thing that I did years ago and have continued to do it. All right, couple more for you. So the next one that I would suggest is having a routine or a rhythm. Have a family and a personal rhythm and routines that you can keep on a regular basis. Now I know it's summer now and some of those routines or rhythms get a little bit looser and I'm all for that. Ours do as well. And I love that. But again, having some form of rhythm and routine, I think is so healthy even for the kids to have an expectation or awareness of what is coming and to have kind of, again, expectation or awareness that this is what we do on a pretty regular basis, even though it may be a bit fluid, especially in the summer, give them um, some stability, even a sense of security, knowing the rhythms that you have as a family. Um, it gives a groove to the day. Um, so your body and your family can start to anticipate them. And this can be from mealtime, bedtimes, rest times, naps, family time, quiet time, outside time, whatever that is, just have some personal and family rhythms um, around those things. I think that's super helpful. Ellie's really starting to grasp those. And I, I just think that that helps her anticipate and be prepared for what's coming um, as we keep a pretty consistent routine in our family. The next one, again, not a new concept, you know this, but I just wonder if you would, if you applied this on a pretty regular basis, if you would feel like you're accomplishing more, and feeling more restful. And this one is a little every day. So for me, this is keeping up with daily chores on a regular basis. I It would not work for me to let the house go all week and then on the weekend start to accomplish tasks. That just does not work for me. I would feel very overwhelmed and anxious during the week and then during the weekend when I might want to have a little bit more downtime, feeling discouraged that I was spending all my downtime doing chores. So I like to keep up with it on a daily basis. But again, it might at the beginning take a little bit more time, but then once you have it, then it's so easy to maintain. So I would encourage that. So I like to tidy up at the end of each day. So I walk through the house, have the kids walk through the house with me, um, before they go to bed, just to check, is everything put away and have, you know, I recruit them to help make sure everything's away. Um, all the dishes are in the dishwasher or unloaded or the laundry has been, you know, moved from the washer to the dryer, shoes are put away, whatever it is, I just make sure that each day is a fresh new slate. So I wake up not feeling anxious that I'm already in the hole on getting things done. So I don't let yesterday's undone tasks become part of today's task. That will be create anxiety. And then for me, I do laundry most days of the week, but that's just one load or a load of towels, the kids clothes or Jed's clothes. So I, I like to just do that on a regular basis. So it's not overwhelming. I know for other people, they do that totally different. They do it all on the weekend or however it works for you. I would just encourage you to have some system and then also just keep up with other things a little bit every single day. And I was doing some laundry with my daughter today and I'm teaching her to help. 
so that again, she takes responsibility to be a part of the family's chores, um, but then also just creating some independence for her. So there's so many ways it might not be done perfectly or the way you'd like it, but having their help um, can instill some really great things into our kids as well. So I'd encourage that. And then one last one for you, and this is to hire out or delegate. And this is for in the personal setting or professional setting. So I would say consider hiring out or delegating things that suck the life out of you or are too time consuming and leave you more exhausted. My philosophy is life is way too short for us to do all of the things that pull us away from sweet time with our kids or with our spouse or with our friends. And so Jed and I very early on in our marriage, he asked to have a lawn service and I said, okay, then I'm having a cleaning service. And we both agreed to that. And that was the best thing we both agreed to because it kept him out of the yard all day, Saturday and Sunday and the weekends. And it kept me out of the bathrooms cleaning um, when we could be spending time together. So I would say us having a weekly cleaning company. And again, we have it weekly, which might seem a lot, but again, it just keeps on top of it. So they can come in and clean and come out very quickly. And then also it, it, it allows me not to have to ever clean. If they're coming in weekly, I don't really have to do any cleaning. And again, could I do it? Yes. Do I want to? No, it does not give me life. It only makes me feel um, overwhelmed with more tasks that I don't enjoy doing. And some people would say, gosh, that seems so expensive. And I'd say it's not. It frees me up to do what I love to do or want to do. And that might be just, you know, FaceTime with my kids, reading, exercising, building my business. Those are the things I love. I don't love cleaning. And so to pay somebody else to do that is the best budgeting line item we put in our budget years ago. And so I'm very grateful for it and would just encourage people to consider it. Um, if you looked at your budget and, and or actually experienced what it was, the freedom it would give you, you might think that that was the best money you could ever spend. Um, and then professionally, I work with a team so that I can delegate tasks that free me up to do what I love best within real estate. And that's the strategizing, analyzing and negotiating. But the other things like putting a lockbox on a house or putting a listing in MLS, I don't like doing those things. So I don't do them, but I have a team that loves to do those types of things for me. And so I delegate that and it costs money for me to have them doing those things, but it frees me up to do the things that I do best and like to do. So again, you gotta think the cost analysis of that. And then another example could be that might mean having a meal prep service for you so that you're not cooking, especially if you don't enjoy that to free you up to do what you want to do. Or it might be buying more ready-made foods to have for dinner. I shared that in the last live stream that I did is that I don't usually make food from scratch, scratch, but I often will buy things at the grocery store that have been made. So they're prepped meals and I don't have to do a lot once I get home. And it, it just saves me time to do things I want to do because cooking isn't necessarily one that I love. I enjoy it enough, but don't love it. So that's something to consider. And then use it, maybe using a dry cleaning service. And Jed implemented that years ago and we never iron clothes ever because we have a dry cleaning service. So having those things to save us to be able to do the things that we love to do or want to do. And then you just have to consider what's your time worth. And professionally, I know what that is, but then personally think about that too. This time that we have with our kids or just life in general is not something we know how much we have. So just making, you know, every moment count. And so these are some ways that I've been able to get what I feel like the most important things done. And maybe it isn't all, 
but it's all of my things because they're all the things that I wanted to get done and that are important to me. Maybe not the most important things the culture would say or what my neighbor would say that I got all those things done, but the things that were important to me were done and I feel rejuvenated and refreshed and available and ready to you know, tackle my business as well as care for my family. So these have worked for me. I would love to hear the things that you do that help you get everything done that you want to get done, how you find rest in all of it. Would love it. So great being with you today and hope that this is helpful, but hope you have a great week and I'll look forward to seeing you again next week. Thank you for joining me today. And if you connected with something that was said, I hope you will share this with a friend, subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for sharing this journey with me at home where it all begins.